happen. Welcome to On the Penalty Spot with Dave and Luke, episode seven. Um, special guest today, Keanu Bacchus, very young 22-year-old, um, Western Sydney Wanderers, actually 2019 Player of the Year, um, just so to speak, central midfielder. Mate, firstly, Keanu, I will save you for last, Luke. Luke Keanu, how you doing? How are you Good, okay. mate. Good. Welcome, Luke. What's doing? I see the uh, the two blokes with Wikipedia pages get uh, priority over me, but that's all right, mate. I'm doing well. How you been? I'm good, mate. How's your move? New, new house, new new um new surroundings. Surroundings. Yeah, it's good, mate. Moved to Gladesville, uh, near a, a good F45. I've heard, and you know, so yeah. it's um no, it's tiring, but um it's good to have the desk set up and ready to ready to roll. The mate, it's good to have internet setting up, mate. You only got internet. Oh. You only got internet this morning. I did, mate. I did. Like just in time for work and then yeah. kick your ass at FIFA again soon. Yes, yes, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> mate, Keanu, what's, uh, how's preseason? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah? Yeah, tired body, fatigue. It's, it's the normal stuff, but second week, so. Yeah, just loads of running, hey, just getting getting uh, miles in the legs. Yeah, exactly. It's the muscle memory that needs to come back, but I'm pretty used to it now being there a couple of years. Yeah, mate. I um, I hate I hate a preseason when I played rugby for a living. It absolutely sucked. I reckon I the reason probably half the reason why I went to Europe and did Europe and Sydney seasons back to back was so I missed a preseason. So I just fly over, play, fly back, play, and yeah, it was it was great for about six years. I don't miss it. Um, mate, we'll, we'll chat you we'll chat you early before we get into Premier League stuff and European stuff, and we'll we'll, we'll chat about a few other things. Luke's got a new segment. He's going to uh he's going to bring at the end, which is um I'm pretty excited about. Mate, early days, early days of football. I, I remember you, and if you, you know, if you're listening here, I actually used to teach county at school. Um, I don't think anyone, li- any teacher, liked him except for myself and maybe one or two others. Um, mate, good kid. Early days, mate. I, I remember you playing. We we picked a year seven futsal side, and we went to this open tournament dural, and I think we played Arthur Phillip with that crazy teacher. Oh, I can't remember his name. I won't name drop if I do. But, um, mate, we uh, we played state champions at the time. I think I picked predominantly a year seven side. I think yourself was there, maybe Moy, um, Fardod, and a couple others. I think we drew with them three all or four all or two all or something. But, mate, that was probably the first time I actually, mate, saw you play and then developed. Mate, um, why football? Um, as you probably touched on, I, I wasn't the best... Uh, how do I put it? I wasn't the best student. I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate for I don't know how many hours in a, of a day in school. So it was, it, was a, it was a bit of an only option thing for me. And um, obviously love it. And I uh, love playing it. My brother played. I think, yeah, I think following his footsteps, he, he's seven years older than me. So he played and, and grew the love of the game for me. So your brother, because um, your brother was playing overseas, I remember when you were at Crestwood, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was in there. France? He was in Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. I remember, yeah, I remember that futsal side um, pretty well. And then we, we kind of carried a few teams throughout those years, which is pretty cool. Um, and probably the last memory, mate, I had of, of you at school anyway before I disappeared was um, that was it that state knockout comp where we made the final. Yeah, exactly. I think I was in year 12 then. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And it's only a couple of years ago. Um, and we lost lost that final. Um, but, mate, it was that semi final. I remember you playing this probably the time. I probably saw you, you know, that you had a crap load of potential besides yourself and and um, and Moy and Fardod, pretty much just those three. The rest were pretty pretty average. Hope they're not listening. Um, <laughs> mate, it was um, that, that state semi-final. You, we played at um, Valentine Park 
and we went one or two nil up, or one nil up, and then Fardod decided to kick the keeper in the head and um, and get a red card. <laughs> and um, maybe we went down, and you just took over the game. I want to ask you before we get like into you know your wander- wanderer stuff, and what is your favourite position? Um, I'm a six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I am, and um, I love six the most. Feel like I can perform the best at that position. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Central defensive midfield for people listening and going there. Yeah, just in case. Well, hopefully, mate. It's it's a very it's a very uh, small niche our market. So if they're listening, hopefully they know what's going on. Otherwise, they just like the sound of her voice, which is a little bit scary. Um, mate, that's awesome. So obviously, your brother overseas, um, and you started your career off at Blacktown. Hey, just as most yeah. of your most of your rep stuff, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah, I was a year at Marconi under 13s, and then and then mainly at Blacktown. Then on up until 18s, 20s. Yeah, nice. Um, growing up, obviously your brother, like you, you looked up to your brother and, and what he did, and kind of followed in his footsteps. Um, who who are the who had the like the biggest influence on on you becoming, I guess, who you are today in football? Was like, not I'm not talking like you know rock stars, and so I know you're in love with Sergio Aguero at Man City, um, early days. Um, mate, who who had the biggest influence on you, like football wise? Like, what, anyone at Blacktown, anyone throughout, you know, early days of the Wanderers? Who who's had the biggest imprint? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, usually, you remember these things as a young young athlete. There is probably a, a number of people, and sorry that I can't name them at the time, but yeah, my brother was a big one. Just watching, I'm probably a bit of a quieter kid, so I just sit back and watch. Um. Yeah, there were some coaches along the way in my youth career. Trevor Morgan, in my youth days, he sort of brought me back over from Blacktown to Wanderers. So he was, he was a big part of what I can say of my starting year, my career. Yeah, nice. Nice. Mate, I'm a bit upset I didn't get a mention there. Um, he, was, he was hanging out for that. He was hanging out for a shout-out. <laughs> um, Mate, how good. So, um, I remember you, mate. I remember when you were at school and we were chatting, and I think I was only doing a couple of days there, and, and you said, mate, you, you're going across the Wanderers. Um, how did that, like, obviously, like, Trevor took you across. Um, mate, what, I guess, what what was the hardest making a transition from, say, Blacktown into the Wanderers, like, I guess, from a semi-pro to more of a professional setup? Um and kind of how long did it did it take did it take you long to settle into I guess their development program and and into the the professional setup? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm a bit of a late bloomer, as you probably know, back from school. So I was a bit smaller, mm. um, you know, physically a bit not not quite there. So I think that part really had to catch up. I think I had the talent and and I believed in myself, but yeah, that was that was a big thing for me. I was a bit smaller, so I had to compete as you say with the other professionals and, and I started to train first team pretty quickly like quickly so yeah I learned pretty quick which is good and, and it all came and pieces came together yeah man, I'm a big believer that um in any sport really it's and if you've got if you've got the skill you've got the talent you can always teach someone to um or you can always train someone to put on a little bit of weight and and and, and physically muscle up and be able to you know sustain a bit of battering throughout games and if but if it's the other way around and they've got the build they've got the size but they don't have the skill set you, you can't teach them and that's where i think that's where a lot of australian sport goes wrong they look for size or a mold of a player and then they try to mold that player into who they want to be or what yeah with skill set as opposed to to how they're built mate um Mate, Wanderers debut. Talk to us. Yeah, it was a, it was an amazing feeling. Um, I always remember it. It was a, 
short stint, nine minute stint, I think it was, if I can remember correctly, it was in um, it was at, it was ANZ. And I think we versed Perth Glory and I came on alongside my brother and, and other mates of mine in the team that were a bit older at the time that probably aren't here here right now in the in the Wanderers setup. But yeah, it was a special moment for me and my family and, and just very grateful that I had that opportunity. Yeah, mate, um all the boys from school, your mates go do, do you hate do you see a lot of the boys from school? Yeah, yeah, I see Fardod and, and the boys that you spoke about a lot. Fardod. Love um, that kid. Mate, how good! Yeah, I um, I see a lot of their stuff and a lot of their, inst- you know, their Insta stories of you when you, when you uh score one of your four goals that, that you've banged in. Um, mate, it's more than most. Don't worry, that's that's awesome, mate. So after making your debut, obviously you transition, mate. You at the moment you you're probably the first one of the first on the team sheet, um, which is you know testament to yourself. What was it like? I guess like, what was it like playing next to your brother and starting with your brother? Yeah, cheers. Um. Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing because you always think that family would be a biggest, you know, your crit, big critic. And um, he had a lot of faith in me that I didn't think I had, you know, at the time and, and backed me and, and gave me confidence, which was which was massive for me and made me grow pretty quickly and adapt. It's a cutthroat industry, um, professional sport, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, how, do you go, how do you go about... Um, Numbing, numbing the fans, uh, the fans' appalling um, opinions. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say appalling opinions, but appalling knowledge of football and um, and their opinions. We yeah, hate no. people who don't have a good knowledge of football on this show. Sure. No. I mean, as, as you said, everyone has an opinion, so you can't please everyone at the end of the day. So, mate, yeah. I um, when I was playing when I when I was playing Super Rugby, I was living with my sister, and I hope she doesn't listen to this, so this is fine. Um, <laughs> She was absolutely notorious for hopping on fans' forums, reading what fans were saying, and then would relay anything back to me as if, like, so she could, like... I wouldn't say bitch about it, but it's just so she could, like, chat about it. I'm like, it's probably the last thing as a professional athlete that you want to talk about is what fans say about you. Um, it does play a big toy. If you can't block it out, it plays a huge toy. But at the end of the day, mate, block everything out, and... I. Bit of advice I give people: listen to listen to what they got to say. Take ten percent and get rid of the ninety percent of bullshit. And um, you take that ten percent, you learn from it. Uh, mate, turn pro. You're there for another two years. Another two years. Yeah, another two years. Pretty epic. Um, mate, you, you Wanderers. Um, I think sixty odd, sixty one caps, sixty odd caps, four goals. Uh, mate, the Olympics. Yeah, it's um, it's coming up next year. Well, the po- the postponed Olympics, yeah. Yeah, next year July, which is um, which is pretty sad not to go this year, but hopefully it's still going to be the same moving forward with fans and everything. But we just never know what the future holds. Mate, it's I'm pretty excited. I remember watching that film that pretty closely, and because um, Australia haven't qualified for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, and of course we did well with the boys and, and the qualifiers, and and before I say anything, it's obviously you have to get selected in the team first. Yeah. Yeah, would be massive, but yeah, there's time before that to perform and, and a year to get myself ready for it. Yeah, man, it's a huge goal. I think um, once you that's that's a big opportunity. I think obviously the World Cup is the epitome of um, of all world football competitions, and, and Olympics is not too far behind, and, and it'll be it'll be pretty special there. It's under 23s, and you had a couple of over over 23s, so you know hopefully you um. Hopefully you draw a pretty. Um, I guess you'd like to draw an easy group for results-wise. We're pretty cool to draw a pretty tough group and, and get a couple of rock stars you know, to come yeah. up against, like you know, yeah. land Brazil and play against Neymar or something silly like that. 
Exactly right. Take him out for me, mate. Take him out. No, no, leave it. Be nice, mate. Be nice. <laughs> it, Luke's English, by the way. If you didn't know, he's um, yeah. he's very he's very, he's very English. Skin, skin tones give away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skin yeah. tones give away, mate. That's pretty exciting. See, Olympics. It's a shame they they postpone that. Some, um, but you don't know. Like you said, it's football without fans is you know it's um. It's still football, but it's not what it's supposed to be or not what it needs to be. Um, we're pretty lucky at the moment in Australia. Like when, when you guys resume, um, you know, we, we, you're going to have fans in the crowd, which is pretty cool. But at the moment, mate, watching, watching the Premier League, it's good to watch football, but um, kind of takes the emotion away from the game a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, it's pretty funny when they score a goal, they still run to the corner. I'm like, where are you running? Yeah. <laughs> just just go, back, go back to halfway. Here we see. Um, Mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple more questions. I'll let, let Luke take over. Um, mate, Man City fan. I, rem- I remember this from a while ago. Um, all right, question: Who's your favorite? Who is your favorite player? Um, who, or who's your, who's your favorite current flav- current favorite player? Yeah, so Sergio Aguero at the moment for City, which is strange. People ask why he's not even my position or anything, but yeah, just ever since 2010 the takeover and and when he came, I think he's changed the landscape. of of Manchester, not just City, you know. So credit to him. Yeah, mate, he's done pretty well. He's um, you'll know this second leading goal scorer of all time, Premier League. Yeah, he's up behind, there. He's behind, 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 behind Alan be, Shearer. Behind, behind God, you know. Behind he'll, never God, be, yeah. he'll never be Alan Shearer. Luke, Luke, Luke well, obviously, like Keanu, you know, I'm a Newcastle fan. Luke's a Newcastle, uh, Newcastle fanatic as well. So yes, so you're, you're outnumbered, mate. But that's okay. Yeah. No, Aguero, I think he's the all-time top yeah. foreign goal scorer in Premier League history. And he's got a chance of catching Shearer, but he's just had a few injuries. So, you know. Yeah, yeah hopefully, hopefully he goes back to Argentina soon. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, um, mate, who, besides Aguero, um, in your position, probably who who's a player that you, um, I wouldn't say model yourself on, mate, because you, everyone's like, when, when you play professional sport, everyone's like, oh, who do you model yourself on? You model yourself on yourself, the way I say it. Um, you know, you're, you're your own player and your style is your yeah. style and, and whatnot. But, um, mate, world football, who's probably one player you look look at in your role? So let's say number six role um, yeah. that you, that you I wouldn't say liking yourself to, but someone that you like, that you enjoy watching. I think um, modern day Thiago Alcantara. Yep. Obviously, that just makes it cool. Um, yeah, just because he's got everything, hasn't he? His passing range. His passing's good. Phenomenal. Yeah, every division is tight. It's just phenomenal, and um, he can obviously get stuck in when needed to. So, yeah. He's... Yeah, you've you've got a bit of fiery side too, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, with a few cards too. <laughs> <laughs> you never met a yellow card you didn't like, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mate. We've I've, I've seen I've seen a couple of um, mate. We're watching you play, which is pretty cool. So, mate, I enjoy I, I every game I watch, and and I, I message Luke, and especially when you made your debut, I'm like, Keanu's on. This kid's good. He start like you know when he started to start, and um, when he got a couple of cards, I'm like, yeah, I can see where that came from. It's um, yeah, I've seen I've seen it before in um in a different context, yeah. which is which is really cool, mate. I'm gonna let Luke ask the hard questions. Um, I just do the fun stuff on this show, and, and Luke brings all the brings on the uh the the deeper knowledge and all the harder questions. So I'm gonna let Luke take over. And I'm gonna sit back and enjoy. All right, mate. You made your debut as a right back. Why? Is that your, that's not your normal position? Were you just emergency or have you played there previously or what was the story? Uh, um, yeah, as, as I said, I went into the youth team with Trevor Morgan and he was, he was adamant to see me as a centre mid and, um, and then Popovich. So 
to make me train with the first team actually brought me in to play a bit of right back because we had a, a lot of midfielders at the time. So, yeah, he put me there and, and saw that I was pretty comfortable in the ball and, and just had to change those things that I, I touched on earlier, the physical side of it, which also helped me in a massive way become a better professional. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in really quickly, physical side, because you're under Popper. Um, I, is it true? You can, you don't have to answer. You can say no comment. Not, I, I don't know how to edit this stuff. Well, I do, but I won't. Was, was he? He was really hard on, on players. Phys, um, I wouldn't say physicality, but putting weight on, wasn't he? He, he liked to, he liked to pl- have players play on that lighter side. Hey. Yeah. No. I think it's. Um, yeah. I think looking back at it, it's a good thing. It's, like taking care of your body as you do as well. Maybe yeah. Thanks, mate. Preparation. It's um yeah. It was just more about diet, and he just instilled in a yeah a very tough way, which at the time isn't isn't pleasant, but you you feel grateful for it afterwards. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Luke. Back to you. Yeah, go go back to Popovich a little bit. You know, the last few years, the Wanderers, there have been a lot of changes. Um, and you've survived all managers, so congratulations on that, man. You still got another two years to go. What what happened when Popovich left? Because Gombau came in and he didn't didn't last very long. Was there was there a cultural thing or what, what was the issues there? Do you know? Oh, there's a lot of issues to the club that Popovich <laughs> can't figure on. But yeah, yeah, you know, it was a tough period when, when Popovich left. It, it, was, it was a hard time when he left too. So some players were affected and other things, you know, and him down. He sort of controlled a lot going on at the time but yeah that, that happens as part of football so yeah, as you said I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing I've been around through all the, all the <laughs> but... they've all rated you so it's a good thing mate <laughs> yeah mate you've been around for a while cause, mate you're 22 years old and you, you've you've been around for a fair bit it's pretty it's, um, it's impressive yeah thank you I've been pretty lucky yeah that um, I've had a like they took a liking to me actually which has been good because they've developed me all differently and they all wanted different things and so I've learned a lot through through all of them and how, how's Carl Robinson been? Because, you know, he's centre midfielder for Wales back in the day, played a similar position to you as he had a lot to do with you, been a bit hands-on with um, your role in the coming season. Yeah, he's, well, it's only, we're only two weeks in at the moment, but, yeah, he's, you can tell already he's very hands-on and, and he likes us. Nick would already say he takes a liking to us quickly. He took a liking to us quickly and, and, yeah, told us that we're an integral part of the team and how he wants us to play. And, he's, yeah, he's full-on, but he's good, very good. Yeah, he plays quite an up-tempo game, and he does like promoting young players. I'm a big Vancouver Whitecaps fan, and he brought through Alfonso <laughs> Davies there. Um, so obviously, he's going to give youth a chance at the Wanderers because what the Wanderers have never had is stability. Every at the end of every season, there's always a massive turnover of players. It's just the nature of the A League, I think. Um, what style of football do you think you're going to play? Because at the Jets, he played quite an up-tempo, quite energetic, um, high-pressing game. Is he going to implement that with the Wanderers? Do you think? Yeah, I think that's his style. I think it's going to be very similar with um, with what we have and the players he's probably going to look to bring in. It's going to be very similar, fast, and and sort of refreshing to what we haven't seen over the last few years, I think. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, yeah, because obviously Dave and I are both Wanderers fans and we, we get frustrated at times because you can see the attacking talents there, but the, the handbrakes have been put on and it's it was always a counter-attack especially when Popper first started it was always a counter-attacking game and there seemed to not be a plan B at, at times but I'm looking forward to seeing what Kyle Robinson does because he did really well at the Jets he did really well at Vancouver so fingers crossed is there truth that you were nearly sold 
a year ago. I, I heard there was rumours. I, I told you, you asked. I told you, you asked the hard I'm, questions. And all the hard questions. Mate. I just, I just want to know who your favourite player is. Oh, I'm, I'm the journalist here. I haven't got a degree or anything, but yeah, um, no, it was pretty public. So it was. Yeah, that's right. It was public. I'm not telling, telling anyone anything they don't already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was public that um, a club in Denmark came and came looking, and um, yeah, the club we we had some things that we probably didn't have in the contract at the time, but also probably wasn't wasn't the right move or the right timing for me because yeah, I'm a big believer in, in God's plan for me and, and it wasn't yet yeah, it just wasn't the right time yeah you know you know when it's the right time so you obviously want to stay at the Wanderers for the next couple of years but beyond that are you looking to stay within Australia or is Asia an option or Europe or you're, you're South African background is that correct yeah I was born there yeah born there yep because did Kieran play at Cape Town as well Kieran's in um, Kaiser Chiefs Kaiser Chiefs that's right yep yeah um yeah as you said I've, of course I do want to go to I think Europe first being a bit younger, I still want to learn and grow and become the best I can be and fill my potential. So I think I think Europe would be my first option and definitely in the next coming years. Just touching on those things again, just physically and and obviously Carl's a mutual, so he's, he can teach me a lot, um, like, you know, mentally and how everything works over there and he can, he can hopefully improve me as a player this year to, to, to do that. I think I think it's probably every footballer's dream, isn't it, to go overseas and and to um you know it's every kid's dream that plays rugby league in here to play NRL. It's every rugby player's dream to play Super Rugby. It's every footballer's dream to go to Europe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Spot on. And I believe I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that with a South African passport, it, it kind of skips a few visa issues for any Australians moving into Europe, which is pretty cool. So. I think um, South Africans are exempt, especially in the UK, in in England. So that could be, yeah, that could be another option. So um, it, yeah, it's definitely the case in um in, in rugby terms. So I'm pretty sure it's be pretty close to being mirrored in football terms on, in that regard. So get your passport. Get your passport sorted out, mate. The biggest question: Who's better, you or Karen? Ooh, I told you the hard hard questions, mate. Uh, I think I think like they said before, everyone's different, and we all have um, different qualities and. Is Kieran listening to this? <laughs> um, no, nah, I think yeah, we have different qualities. I think yeah, we we did, and we suited each other when we played together. I think yeah, you complement each other pretty well. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I don't... <laughs> not that it's no comment, but you know he's got his qualities, I've got mine, and, and it's good. You're uh, the better defensive midfielder of the two, right? <laughs> Or if we're talking about who's better, Luke's currently better at FIFA at the moment than me, mate. So, um, several years in a row. Yeah, so two years, two years in a row, mate. Two years in a row. I, four, I got, four, four apologies, I'm okay. Yeah, I got um, I got 2018. You got 19 and 20. So, well, sorry, I got 19. You got two. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in trouble. Either way, you didn't get 19. Yeah, I got 18. I got 18. I got 18. You got 19 and 20, and then you're currently leading 21, which is um, it's the game's broken anyway. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, it's it's a win. Too many faults. Don't get, get it, it, mate. Don't get it, mate. Too many faults in it. Too many faults in it. Greatest game in the world, mate. Dave's mate. Just, Dave's just uh, salty because he's shit. All right, mate. Hey, I'm gonna predictions moving ahead for this year. Um, mate, Wanderers, um, change of coach. Um, I dare say a couple of new signings coming in. Um, I dare say probably a little bit of a expectation or underachievement if you if we don't or if I say we because I'm a Wanderers fan um, that you don't make the top six, surely. Year and I think the best way to think is to win the league because it's definitely possible. And, um, 
well, there's only 12 teams in the league and we're ready to bounce back off off a couple of harsh years. Yeah, I think so. I think the talents there, I just like Luke touched on it before, it's, it's sometimes it's just the tactical awareness, the style of play and, and what, what that coach or the even the coaching staff can get out of their squad. Um, I know a lot of players can, you know, certainly have an extra 5, 10, 15, even 20% in their abilities, um, you know, when when they're playing under a certain manager or a certain coach or a certain style of play and, and um, some coaches can really suffocate other players um, and hopefully he can... Um, he can make you guys adapt and, and accelerate to probably where the Wanderers need to be, mate. Asian champions and, and you know, top of the league a couple of times, a few grand final losses. Um, and that, that's where they need to be. They need to be there there every year, to be honest. And um, you can't win Asia and, and not get back up there, you know, pretty soon. Yeah, he's really, he's really showed that he's um, got belief in us, especially, as you said, the young boys coming through. And it's just massive that, you know, the whole squad, everyone knows their role and, and all the pieces fit together to, to form a good... Yeah, balanced team. How oh, good! All right, mate. That's um fantastic chatting. Lots of uh, lots of questions flying through there. A couple of easy ones. Luke asking the hard ones. Oh, the curly ones, mate. The curly ones. Um, mate, we're gonna head on with our episode. You can either hang around or you can um make go get some sleep for training in the morning. That is totally up to you. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Mate, anytime. 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 Thank anytime. You for taking the time, mate. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, really appreciate it. We'll chat. We'll chat soon, mate. Take care. Take care, mate. Luke. David. How you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. Um, mate, let's touch base. Good little chat there, Keanu. Good kid. Yeah, good kid. Good kid. I like him. Good player as well. Very good player. Very good, mate. Very good. Um, a lot of talent in him. I said that from year seven. No one believed me. Um, I remember that final. You were texting me that day as well. I told you, mate. I said, we've got some good kids here. And um, this kid called Moy goes all right too, but um, he never took it up, which is which is a shame. Um, the other boy did, though. Yeah, the other, the other Moy went all right. He did. Uh, yeah, he did really well. Mate, um, bit of Premier League. Let's touch base. We'll get right into it. Um, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll go not too quick through here, but we'll... Um, We'll get through the content. Um, mate, Villa leads. Chatting with a few people. They're like, ah, Leeds are going to do well. Oh, sorry, not Leeds. Villa are on fire. <laughs> mate, I said Leeds will win this. I said last week. Um, Banford, I've never seen three crisper strikes of the ball for a hat-trick. I know one was an easy finish. Let's say two. Two of the three. Um, mate, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I wouldn't say any of them were easy finishes. The first one was a tap-in, but... It- the defender, you know, bearing down on him. It was a difficult chance. Second and third goals. Mate, that third goal. Oh. Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah. The way he just opened the body and just caressed the ball into the top corner. That was Bergkamp-esque. And I did not expect to be saying that about Patrick Bamford this season. It was ridiculous. Matt, we, we said at the start of, the, of um of our pre- um, episode one of season two, um, mate, we said, what's Bamford going to do? Um... Not a lot. We're a bit unsure. Um, mate, he's on fire. Le- he's almost... He's up there with DCL, mate. Almost leading goal scorer at the minute. Um, incredible. Incredible talent at the moment. He did nothing at Chelsea, nothing at Borough. He's doing everything at Leeds. The last season in the Championship, he only converted 11% of his chances. This season, he's converting 24%. Mm. Because the last season, he, he was getting the chances. He just wasn't putting them away. Something's... T- you know... Switched in his head over yep. like this season because he's, well, he's the form striker. Him and DCL and Harry Kane and there's yep. actually quite a lot of good English strikers that are in form at the minute. Is this the downfall of Villa? Um, 
I'm not going to. I wrote them off earlier this season. I'm not going to write it off. Um, Leeds are playing really well. Leeds will beat much better teams than Aston Villa this season as well. Uh, Leeds have already played Liverpool and Man City. You know, top two from last season. Mm. Villa had chances. Um, Melier in goal made a couple of good saves. Jack Grealish went on that 70-yard run and nearly scored one of the goals of the season. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm not saying it's. I'll put it down as a one-off for Aston Villa for right now. Yep. But yeah. I, I was disappointed with Ross Barkley. Gave away the ball and no urgency to get back. He needs to cut that out of his game, though, because that's one thing that's sort of plagued him throughout his career is a perceived laziness. Mm. When the chips were down, he didn't step up. And he needs to sort that out because that's, that's what's held him back so far in his career. Mate, we beat, we beat West Ham convincingly. West Ham have then turned a corner. Um, mate, 1-1 with City. Uh, overhead goal, uh, Antonio. Pretty poor defending, though, um, from Man City. Uh, it's the centre-back. It's been the Achilles' heel for a while. Ruben Diaz hasn't set the world on fire just yet. He is still young. It'll take time. It'll take time, but West Ham, they're looking all right. Like, they're looking decent. I mean, I, I had Moyes pegged to be the first manager sacked. I think we both did. Um, I still have money on Bruce to be the first one sacked. Yeah. I, or the first one to leave. We'll get into that soon. Um, but the game changed for Man City when Foden came on at halftime. Uh, they looked really impotent without him. Uh, De Bruyne didn't start, and that you know came back from injury, and that really it showed Man City without De Bruyne and without Foden there just lack anything creative in the centre of the midfield. So yeah, mate, he did. Um, mate, De Bruyne did quite well this morning as well uh, for City. A couple of assists, so he's back to I wouldn't say he's best, but he's back, which is pretty cool, mate. Fulham Palace, um, Fulham are in trouble. They're they're in a lot of trouble. We said that at the start. Palace are, are doing well. They're, they're on the table, they're they're climbing that table. They're doing a little bit better than what we thought, but Fulham are in a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know how, or I'd like to say I, I, I can't see them win, win any game. Obviously, they're going to win a few um, because that's football, and especially in the current state of the Premier League at the moment with no fans in the crowd, everything's a little bit different, but they're, they're in a lot of trouble, and I think Parker could be the first one to live. Fulham are in trouble, you're right. Defensively, they were, they were quite poor. Uh, they're just wasting chances. Creating opportunities is not an issue for Fulham. They have plenty of shots. Um, Adamola Lookman hit the post twice um, on the weekend, so he was unlucky. It was a great goal uh, from Tom Kenny, but it was too little too late. It was yep. right at the end of the game. Uh, Palace looked pretty good in um, in spots, you know, with Townsend and Zahar and Eze and Batshuayi and AU. They've got plenty of attacking talent. Um and Riedewald was his first goal um, for Crystal Palace. Not sure what he was doing that far forward, but it was a good finish. <laughs> good he's finish. Lost. He's lost. Um, but I think that was almost the youngest manager against the oldest manager in the Premier League. So mm. it was an interesting little battle there. Mate, um, United, Chelsea, Mendy, um, clean sheet. Kepa would have led in four. I actually read a thing today which made me laugh because um, Peter Cech's obviously back at Chelsea. <laughs> I read a thing today and it was like, Peter Cech was better in training than Kepa has been in training. So I don't Peter, for a Peter, Peter Cech's obviously has been training and he's he's miles past like miles better than Kepa. I, I thought to myself, and I don't like to pick on players too much, but I thought to myself, he must have had a bloody outstanding year to get signed for that much money to be this bad. Is Is it an ability thing? Or... Is it a confidence thing that he's been driven in the ground so much through a couple of bad performances and the media and there's no faith that the only way back is to find himself a new club? Look at Lorius Carius. 
you know, he's not the worst keeper in the world, but he made mistakes at the big on the big stage. Mm. He, goalkeeper is the biggest position where confidence is it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable because if you make a mistake, you concede a goal. Yeah, defenders can make a mistake and the keeper will bail them out. A midfielder can make a mistake, the defender will bail them out. A keeper makes a mistake, there's no one there to bail them out. A striker makes a mistake, he'll get another chance to score. Exactly right. So I don't think it's an ability thing with Kepa. I just think he's that that low on confidence that the only option is for a change of scenery for him. Uh, And I just, like, he's still young. I mean, in keeper terms, no pun intended, he is still very young. And he won't see his prime for another four or five, six years. And I guess for him, Mendy has been good. Aside from that own goal he nearly scored on the weekend he tried to pass the ball across the face of the goal and Fine. didn't go in didn't go in no he placed it wide of the goal so yeah, but he yeah. made some cracking saves and he's yeah. looking uh, he, he's a bit of an under the radar signing really. he is made two clean sheets two games um, European, better. European clean sheet uh, mate Liverpool Sheffield United um, the, the this penalty here was a bit <laughs> I thought it was outside the box it was on the line. Yeah. And that's um, technically in the box by the yeah. letter of the law. So, um, you know, Liverpool fans screaming, VAR sucks, VAR this, VAR that. Look, you, you won the league last year. Just zip it. Um, yeah, you got a bit unlucky last week, but you also got lucky with Mane the um, the week before with the elbow to the face. Uh, but, mate, Liverpool won this 2-1. Um, Jota scoring. Bobby, Bobby in, back in the goals. I wouldn't say back in the goals. He only averages about eight goals a season, if that. Um, <laughs> mate, um, Jota's did well, scored this morning. Um, he's providing a lot, I wouldn't say competition because it's always going to be the normal front three, but he's providing a lot of, um, I guess, um, or rel- relieving a lot of anxiety amongst Liverpool fans and Jurgen Klopp in regards to if he loses Mane, if he loses um, Salah, that he can, Jota can step in and do, do a great job. Yeah, Jota's a f- phenomenal player. He always was for Wolves, and it was a bit of a shock when Liverpool signed him because... It was one of those transfers that there was no rumours. There was nothing spoken about, and it just happened. And that's the way transfers should be. Uh, and takeovers. And take. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're going to get into that can of worms, are we? Yeah. Um, but Jota's, because he covers all front three positions, he's what Shakiri isn't. Shakiri is not that versatile. And Shakiri in no. Minamino hasn't hit the ground running yet. But Jota, with the Premier League experience he had with Wolves, slot in perfectly, and it's a great signing. Three goals, four games, I think. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and Bobby Firmino, um, you know, it's good to see him get the score sheet. Before the weekend, he'd only scored nine of Liverpool's last 115 goals in the Premier League. There you go. League. Bobby is the he's a false nine. He's not a striker. Um, and I'm really unsure why. I know, and he actually scores more consistently for Brazil yeah, he than does. he does for Liverpool. Um, but he's—I wouldn't say the, un, the the unsung hero for Liverpool, but according to Klopp, he's he's the reason why the front for the front three, I guess you can include him front three, tick the way they do. Yeah, I mean, he's the fulcrum. Uh, yeah. Basically, you, you look at the front three; everything goes through Firmino, um, and then it goes out to Salah, out to Mane, because. Firmino attracts the two centre-backs and that frees up the wide yep. players to do what they do, which is cause havoc for the, for the full-backs. So Firmino, him dropping deep, attracts those... It pulls the centre-backs out of position and that's where the Alexander-Arnold plays the balls behind, Thiago plays the balls behind, Henderson plays a square ball to Thiago. You know, that's just that's just how Liverpool work and it's, it's working perfectly for them. The issue with Firmino is he's not having... He's having a lot of shots. I read a stat. For the nine goals that he scored, He's had 117 shots. Yeah, wow. 
That's interesting. That's terrible. That's worse than Bamford was last season. Mm. But that's, you know, and we did. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, yeah, he's one of the first names on the score sheet. Um, my next game, Sam began Everton. This is not what everyone would have thought. Uh, mate, Shay Adams back in the goals. We we spoke about him last week. He's performing a really good partnership with Danny Ings. Um, James Ward Prowse on the score sheet. Not what we expected. Yeah, Hamez was under an injury cloud, but um, mate, really good from Southampton. They're, they're doing a, and we said that they're doing a great job at the moment. On the anniversary of that nine nil defeat to Leicester, they um, their best performance of the season. They they yeah. look really good. They um, crisp in possession. Uh, they pressed high up. Everton were poor, and this is the concern that we've had about Everton is the the squad depth. Yeah, no Richarlison. Iwobi came in. He was terrible. They had no right backs. Ben Godfrey was playing out of position at right back. Southampton attacked down the left. Yep. It's just Everton outside of that first eleven, they're in trouble. Um, we spoke. You spoke about this last week as well, didn't you? In depth, yeah. and, we, and the week before. Yeah. So their first eleven for Everton will beat anyone, or can beat anyone on their day. But you dip a little bit below that first eleven and go into the squad. It, it's lacking a little bit. Awobi, they spent a lot of money on, but he's not. He's never really lived up to any kind of potential that they thought he had uh, if he and Ben Godfrey's not a right back he's, he proved that on the weekend he's a very good young player but he is a centre half but take nothing away from Southampton they thoroughly deserved that and they could have won by even more um, to be honest Ings and Adams fantastic up front Ward Prowse just gets things ticking over he is the heart and soul of that Southampton team it feels like he's been around forever but he's still quite a young player yeah uh, an established England international now so good on Ralph Hassenhutl and good on Southampton because um losing 9-0 they could have easily sacked Hassenhutl but they stuck they stuck with him um and they're playing really good football now so good on the Saints mate yeah definitely good on mate Newcastle um Wolves 1-1 Jimenez on the score sheet which is pretty stock standard for Wolves um Murphy pretty good free kick snuck around the wall um, probably poor keeping at the same time awful keeping yeah. awful positioning of the wall you should never yeah. have a gap at that that post you should yeah. never be beaten there um, discussing my Bosnians who lost his um, lost his marbles um, mate you, it's it's same old it's deja vu it's Groundhog Day uh, mate same same I think 68% possession of all something like that um, Newcastle only two shots on goal I think we're averaging that per game maybe less 1.5 1.9 um May abysmal. Probably don't need to touch on it too much because we just we can just press play on episode six. Yeah, it's wash, rinse, repeat. It's just the same shit every week from us. It's um, it's honestly getting really frustrating uh, to watch. But it's just like the Spurs game. Uh, get out of jail free card. Late equaliser. Completely undeserved point. We'll take it. Yeah, mate. I think um, and the problem with yourself and, and me is that we, we wait, we watch, um, we watch our games in the hope that it's just going to be better this week, and we keep thinking that every week. And it's I a think definition it's, of insanity, isn't it? Doing yeah. the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yep, yep. I think so. I'll put my stray jacket on, mate. Vardy, eleven goals in twelve games against Arsenal. Mate, do you want to know an interesting fact about Jamie Vardy that I just read uh, a little earlier while I was doing a little bit of research for the show? 24% of Jamie Vardy's Premier League goals have come against Arsenal, Liverpool, or Man City. That's class. So that's a quarter of his goals against the top teams. Two hat-tricks against Man City. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, obviously there's some penalties in there, but take nothing away from it. He's a phenomenal striker and one of the best strikers in the Premier League era. Yeah, well, that's impressive. That is a great stat. You'd almost um, jump on jump on a little um, sports bet there and chuck a, chuck a cheeky 10 on Vardy to score against the big teams. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's easy money, mate. It's easy money. Uh, 
Yeah, that is impressive. That is very, very impressive. Actually, who are Leicester playing this week? Not sure who you... Yeah, they're, they're actually not in our upcoming fixtures, mate. With this, um, We need to do a little bit more research here. Uh, Leicester are playing Leeds. Oh, there you go. Away at Leeds. That's actually a cracking fixture, 7am. Yeah, well, Leeds are a top side. Vardy will score. Um, true. Yeah, very true. Mate, Brighton, West Brom, I, I, this had draw all over it. Um, Brighton playing some good football, but I feel like Brighton are slowing down a little bit from yeah. their early days, and West Brom, um, mate, West Brom are the same as Fulham. These two will be fighting to finish um, 19th and 20th. Game of two halves. Brighton dominated the first half and really should have put more on the board. Uh, and that's mm. just the, that's the thing with Brighton. They're 80% of a good team. They're very good but they just can't kill yep. teams off. They don't have that killer instinct, and that's going to hurt them this season. This is a game they should have won. Uh, but credit to West Brom, credit to Slavin Bilic. Uh, they played pretty well uh, in the second half, and Carlin Grant, he needed that goal. Uh, 12 million pound signing uh, for yep. Huddersfield. So good to see him on the score sheet. Um, but West Brom is still in trouble um, for me. This is a good point for them. Uh, it's not an easy place to go to the Amex, uh, away from home and get something out of it. Um, Yes, Levin Bilic would have taken taken that any day of the week. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here. Can Spurs and Jose Mourinho win the title? I don't see why not. I mean, Liverpool are in trouble now defensively with Fabinho getting injured this morning, Matip being out, obviously Virgil, that tragic incident. I mean, everyone's really overreacting to that. Um, yeah, you don't see everyone overreacting when bloody Ramsey broke his leg or nah, it's anything just, along the lines of that. You know, it, it, it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. but that, that, you know, it's a bad injury. I've I've done it myself in my professional days playing for Putney Rangers. Shout out to the boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Man City are not the Man City of the last few years. They're, they've dropped points already. Liverpool have dropped points. Liverpool don't look as clinical. Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea. You don't know what it, like Spurs can do it. With the squad mm. they've got, the only issues I have with Spurs are potentially in defence. I'm still not convinced by Eric yeah, Dyer as a I, I, I'm not convinced by that either, but when you have someone like Jose Mourinho, who is king of clean sheets and king of the 1-0 wins, it, that's almost like having an extra centre-back in on your pitch. And what I did like about Spurs is their defensive line. It, it is a good defensive line. The only issue is if a player gets behind pace in that centre-back, mm. Davinson Sanchez is reasonably quick, but Toby, Eric Dyer, I'd give them I'd give them a crack at a hundred meter race. Mate, um, January is only two months away, so it could be um, Mourinho be straight in that shop there. I think Liverpool will too, and, and so are United. So and a, yeah, a few centre backs floating around. And there's a question for you: Is there a better one one two combination in world football than Harry Kane and Son right now? Not one two, because you look at Barcelona, it's just Messi. You look at Real Madrid, it's just Benzema. You look at uh, Juve, and it's it's mainly Ronaldo with it with a splash of Dybala. Um, you even look at you even look at PSG um, and Mbappe and Neymar. Um, but in terms of combinations, but there isn't. I think, and we we touched on it last week. Um, Harry Kane's assisting. Something he's never done. He's just got another assist and Sun scored. Um, and I've just got these two new clients in um, at um, at work and they're Korean. Um, and he always comes in with a happy face when um, when when Sun scores. And he's a Spurs fan as well. He's like, uh, Sunny scored again. Um, it's like their mates. It's fantastic. Um, I love that. Shout out, shout out to uh, Dong Ming Park. Um, yeah, little Winston, local Winston Hill centre back. Um, 
Mate, yeah, there isn't. There absolutely is that I cannot think of a better combo. And I like what you said, duo. Like I can think of a better player. I can think of a better front line. I can think of a better, um, um, you know, um, I guess individual player, but I can't think of a better duo. They've got a connection this season, but what I'm liking about Harry Kane, we spoke about it last week, that he's adding extra facets to his game. Yep. He, he headed the ball off the line. He, he saved a goal for Spurs. Why was Harry Kane there? He's just, he's everywhere. And it was a really complete performance. Spoiler alert, he's in my team of the week. I was really impressed um, with Harry Kane on the weekend. And Son's one of the best finishers going around. You know, if he gets a chance, he's going to put it away. You'd almost put the house on it. So, so it's exciting time uh, to be, you know, for Spurs fans. Yeah, mate, definitely. It's absolutely different. I, I enjoy watching Spurs now. It's um, Especially with Bale, it's always intriguing. Because they've signed Bale, it's great to kick back and watch. And um, I actually watched their Europa League game, which was just enjoying. A little Brazilian up front, so a little bit of invested interest in, in Vinicius. Um, different one. Um, no, it's was, it was really, really good to watch. Uh, mate, time, team of the week. Let's go. I'm okay. going to... Um, no. No, there's a few players here that... Um, have actually surprised me. Go, go ahead. Okay. All right. So in goal, I've gone for uh, Mendy, Edouard Mendy uh, for Chelsea. Self-explanatory. Clean sheet. Some great saves. One little error aside, which didn't cost. Mendy was class again. Melier was class. It was. It was close. Melier was very, very. Mate, he's going to be phenomenal. He already is, and he's only twenty-one. Yeah. Which is scary. Love it. Cannot wait for FM. <laughs> not long to go now yeah shout out to miles jacobson and the sports interactive boys yeah um, right back um trent alexander arnold mm-hmm. don't really need to say too much more i mean his delivery play, play on yep play on <laughs> uh, i've gone for yannick vestergaard um center back uh, obviously southampton um kept a clean sheet um yeah, he just defended really, really well. Good in possession as well, which he's not necessarily known for. He's more of a, a lump it out kind of guy, but he was actually played out from the back a little bit. Didn't really, he kept Everton at bay. Didn't really look in trouble at all. Um, Thiago Silva, um, obviously for Chelsea, he's starting to find his feet now. He's starting to be the centre-back that we know he can be and what he was brought to be. Uh, Man United didn't really get through him. Um, the couple of chances that they had were shots from distance. Um, they didn't really get him behind at all. Uh, he organized the defense really well. Left back, I've gone for a little bit of a, I wouldn't say contentious, but I, I felt the need to have a, a, another Leeds player in. Um, spoiler alert for later on. I've gone for Luke Ayling. Um, oh, yeah. He's playing out of position yeah. uh, at left back uh, at times there for Leeds. And he did give the ball away. But what I liked about it is he gave the ball away. Uh, it went straight through to, I think it might have been Grealish. Had a shot, and Ailing tracked back, cleared it off the line. You know, Ailing did what Barkley didn't do. Barkley gave the ball away, showed no urgency. Ailing gave the ball away, and it, it's got to be instilled from Bielsa. He just ran back and did everything he could to make up for the error, and that's why he gets my my spot uh, at left back in my team of the week. Um, spelling mistake there. It's definitely not James Ward Prowse, not Drouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Touched on it earlier. He is the heart and soul of that Southampton football team. He's, if I could give him a compliment, he's basically this era's Matt Letizia for Southampton. You know, that you know, perennial central midfield figure. Because uh, I don't see Ward-Prowse leaving anytime soon. I think he's almost like a Mark Noble type figure. I think he'll yeah, be yeah. quite a while. And yeah, I don't mean I, that in disrespectful way because Mark Noble's had a great career. Um, West Ham segue. I've gone for Declan Rice, uh, centre mid. He came in for a lot of criticism, uh, not too he long did. ago. 
I don't yeah, really understand a, why. It was a poor man's Hayden at one stage. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal centre midfielder. Um, I think eventually he will end up as a centre back. Um, I can see that transition happen down the track. But his mobility, his vision, his tackling, and he was really impressive um, again on the weekend for West Ham. Uh, against the star-studded Man City centre midfield, admittedly shy of Kevin De Bruyne, but he still was the best centre midfielder on show uh, in that game. Um, Crystal Palace talisman, Wilf Zaha, uh, gets a spot in my midfield as well. Everything Crystal Palace do well goes through Zaha. Um, the, the greatest thing that happened to Crystal Palace was Zaha coming back from that uh, spell at Man United. I still don't really understand what happened there. Uh, yeah, me either. It's a bizarre one, isn't it? I think he could have been a success there, but I, I guess Moyes didn't fancy it. Um, so it's, I, like, it's like we, we spoke to Keanu about it. It's style of play, a different coach, doesn't fit. Exactly. I mean, we, well, as Newcastle fans, we had Florian Tovan, you know, similar type of player to Zaha, you know, that the Maverick... And he just never got a chance. Mm. Um, and then he went away and became a world beater. So, yeah. Um, front three, Harry Kane, touched on it earlier. Just all round, one of the best striking performances I've seen. He did it in defense. He linked the midfield. Uh, his assist for Sun was great. You know, Lamella's corner came in, the, the headed assist. You don't see too many of those. Um, so that was great. Patrick Bamford, don't really need to say too much more. No, you don't. That's straight in. He'd be first, na- first name on that team sheet. Yeah, he was. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And Sadio Mane, who almost seems to be a lock in every week now. Two um, assists. Team. Two assists. Just does Mane things. Mm, uh, sure a phenomenal does. player. Mate, sure does. Um, upcoming fixtures. A um, few big games floating around here at the moment. Um, yeah, you got Wolves, Crystal Palace. Um, Sheffield United, Man City. We touched on lesser leads. Um, I think it's a Tuesday game, is it? Yeah, Tuesday no, 7am. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United, Man City, Burnley, Chelsea here, Liverpool, West Ham. Um, Villa, Southampton, Newcastle at home to Everton. Probably a good time for us to play Everton. Um, so. United, Arsenal, Spurs, Brighton, Leeds, Leicester. Mate, I'm, I'll, I'll only give you five musts here. Um, I'm going to give you... Um, I'm going to give you Wolves over Crystal Palace. I don't think Crystal Palace can back up here and, and, and win two in a row. I don't even think they get a point there. Um, City will do an absolute huge job on Sheffield United with Kevin De Bruyne coming back. Um, Chelsea over Burnley, obviously. Liverpool will, will defeat West Ham. Old West Ham will rock up. Um, I'm not going to touch Villa or Southampton. That tricky game to pick that one. Yeah, that can that can stay at sports bet. Um, Newcastle Everton, I probably won't touch because that could either be three one to us or three zero to them, um, or one one. Yep. <laughs> uh, mate, you're not us. I think this this is another draw. I think there's no goals in this. I think it's another nil or. I know that's I know it's an odd one, but I think it's nil or on that. Um, and I think Spurs put quite a few past Brighton. I I agree with you there. I actually think Gareth Bale will get a start. Yeah. Uh, in there, they'll drop Lucas Moura. They'll play the the Sun Kane Bale triumvirate, and yeah. I, I think they'll have a day out against Brighton. How good would it be if Bale scores, Sun scores, and Kane scores, but they all kind of assist? They will. Yeah, they, they could definitely do that. I mean, but the thing with Spurs is they have creativity behind them as well with Lo Celso yeah. and Sun, uh, Sun. Sun can assist Bale. Bale can assist Kane, and Kane can assist Sun. Be great. There you go. Three nil. You've just. You've just Nailed it, right? Put a multi on. But yeah, like you said, mate, they're, they're La Celso, Lamella. Um, and Dombele's even been playing. Not, yeah, not, he started. He, he started. started. He hasn't set the yeah. world on fire yet. He hasn't come yeah. close to living up to the price tag, but uh, exciting times ahead for Spurs. Um, mate, Leeds Leicester. 
I don't know about this one. Leeds. 4-4. I've got... Two each. Um, look, I I would love to go with my heart um, and, and say Leeds will win this 2-0. I think this has a draw. I think this is a draw. I think it's a 1-1 one, one or, or a... It's a score a, draw. Yeah. A 2-2, two, two, yeah. Nil. I think it's a 1-1. One, one. I, th- I definitely think it's a 1-1. One, one. Uh, mate, just quick little stuff around the ground before we... um. Going to uh, one or two segments, especially a new segment Luke's come up with. Um, mate, La Liga, excuse me. Um, mate, look at the results over the weekend. Your team, Real Batista, going down, and my team, Atletico Madrid. Thanks, uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Um, the El Clasico with no fans. Zinedine Zidane has not lost a game at the new camp as Real Madrid manager. That's a ridiculous statistic. Isn't yeah, it? that's stupid. Um, yeah, yeah three, three, one there. Um, Ansu Fati scoring. Uh, Messi not doing Messi things this year at the moment. It, it kind of shows where his head's at. Yep. Um, but mate, yeah, yeah, the Liga, the Liga table's taking shape. Real Sociedad doing well. Real Madrid obviously up there. Granada's up there. Um, Atletico Madrid have two games in hand, so that that'll actually put them top by three points, which would be sensational. Conceded one goal in five so far and scored ten. So And Barcelona is sitting in a lovely 12th position. Yeah, it's a strange strange start at La Liga, isn't it? Uh, it's great to see Sociedad um, up there. And your boys, Atletico Madrid, you know, Felix and Suarez. Uh, are it's only a combo. Felix scored a double this morning. He did. And our Barcelona uh, president resigned. Yep. So Messi won the battle, as he was always going to. So it'll be interesting to see if... Um, his form picks up now. Yeah. Uh, now so. that, that distraction is, um, has gone, we might see the real Leo Messi, but Ansu Fadi stepped up. Uh, in his and he, and he's stepping up. Um, mate, Bundesliga, my team played your team again. Um, yeah, you can, th- why are you starting with yeah. these? Mate? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Three nil win. <laughs> um, so Schalke currently negative 17. Goal difference. Yeah. Um, but no real surprises that weekend, mate. Dortmund, um, Dortmund three points there. Bayern Munich, easy five goals. Um, pretty straightforward there. Um, Bush and Gladbach and Mainz was actually a pretty good game at 3-2. Um, so, uh, Lewandowski, 10 goals in five games. Uh, lucky I've got him in one of my four or five <laughs> top goal scorer multis. And Haaland's doing all right there too. He's not doing all right. Mate, Serie A, my team's at the top. I'm really enjoying European football at the moment. Uh, Dortmund doing well. Atletico Madrid doing well. Um... Milan doing well. Um, I've gone to just a little bit of background there. Um, gone for Milan for a, a, quite a while. I've actually lived in Milan, which is pretty cool. Um, and Atletico Madrid fan since little Janinho was there. So there's no bandwagon in there on, on Atletico Madrid for my part. Um, and I have no idea why I'm a Dortmund fan. Um, yeah, why are you a Dortmund Yeah, I have no idea. you you got to choose a team in Germany. I chose Dortmund. Well, it doesn't make sense because Bayern would have been the big team when you were there. Yeah, but I don't like choosing big teams. I like choosing teams that have twenty-five percent possession and have three versus manager. But mate, Milan actually lost their um, their hundred percent record with a cracking three-three draw against Roma, which is pretty interesting. Um, that guy Zlatan does not stop scoring. Um, got a double. Mate, he's he's, he's like a Penfolds red wine. This oh, this mate, Penfolds Grange, phenomenal. Like, he's just thirty-nine years old and he's still banging the goals in. It's um. In in a league that's supposed to be the toughest defensive league in the world, that's that's it. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's um, oh, we've, we've touched on it before. If he was born in any other era, he'd have um half a dozen Ballon d'Ors to his name. He's he's a marvel. He really is, and um, I hope he keeps on playing for as long as long as possible. It'd be great, mate. And um, you know, the the Farmers League, French League, um, 
my team lost 4-1, so we won't touch base on that. Which is oh, right. Who's your team? Tell everyone, come on. Monaco, Monaco. Monaco. Been a Monaco fan since Sonny Anderson, there you go, before people knew that Monaco, Monaco was. To be fair, I went for Real Betis because of Danielson, so there's my Brazilian team. Yeah, I like that. World record signing at, yeah, at one stage. That's... um. That's impressive. Just just for those viewers out there, where Luke and I pretty much know each other's teams. So Luke's a P- um, I'm a PSV fan. Luke's an Ajax fan. Um, Luke's a Benfica fan. I'm a FC Porto fan. So we, we, are we friends? Yeah. We, oh, Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, fair call. Yeah. The, the, the shit common denominator. <laughs> and then Dortmund and Schalke are a, a yeah rivals. rivals. Yeah, it's a shame you you're not an Inter fan. That could have been that could have been pretty cool. Nah, mate. Battergol, Battistuda, yeah. and Rui Costa in the nineties, mate. The Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, sold, yeah nice. Yeah, very a Battistuta. What a yeah. player. Battergol. What, what a player. What's um actually what? Let me let me. Uh, we're, we're probably the same Belgian. Team. What's your Russian team? Uh, Russian team was always um, no, Zenit, mate. It's yeah. just... Just said it. I've never really been big on the Russian. Me either. Movie. But I'm a, I'm a big. Um, I wouldn't say big, but I do always check Shakhtar Donetsk results because they're 98 percent Brazilian. Yeah, no, and Shakhtar was my team as well. Just and uh, Belgium, obviously, we're both Anderlecht. Yeah, that's just basically because of FM. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Norway, and, big Viking fan. Yeah, shout nice. Out, shout out to Leon, who's listening, who's a big yeah. Oiland fan. Nice. And um, and Gibraltar, Bruno Magpies. Oh, shout out to Bruno Magpies, mate. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, we've we still got to get that jersey, I think. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. I don't think they've got mail in Gibraltar. <laughs> um, mate, just, on... <laughs> I love it. Um, on this day, um, mate, on this day, 2017, 28th of October. I'm going to enjoy this one, aren't I? You are, you are. World Cup, uh, World Cup wins are just like buses. How often do they come around? Not every 51 years. Um, for you guys, anyway. Um, so England waited 51 years, I guess, to, to win something. They won two in 139 days. Um, mate, after you guys won the under-20s world title, I guess in June, you won the under, on this day you won the under-17s um, title. Um you beat Brazil in the semi-finals with uh, Brewster, obviously Sheffield United now scoring a hat-trick. Um, and he also scored three in the quarterfinals and then they went on with Golden Boot. Um, and then, mate, five um, went on to win, you know, um, beat Spain in the final. Looking at the list, Bruce, current players in the Premier League, Brewster, Foden. What do we got here? Uh, I guess Sessegnon, not now, um, but was. Hudson-Odoi, was he? Hudson-Odoi, um... You know, but you got Jonathan Panzo might get games later on. Panzo's playing for Monaco. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah at the moment, but he might come back. Um, mate, there's no one. Um, there's no one at the moment on this list. That's it. Just three. It's, it always happens in the youth. I mean, uh, we a couple of weeks ago we touched. It was the 20th anniversary of the Olympics final in Sydney, mm-hmm. and we looked at the team lists. There was half, like half a dozen between the two teams that actually made it big. So yeah. there's always some that don't that fall by the wayside. It's like the class of '92. Man United, you know, Ben Thornley was the famous odd one out <laughs> that never made it. So there's always well, some. I'm going to well, I'm going to do two on this date. I'm going to read this through now. On this day, 28th of October 2017, in their 2-1 National League North win at Bradford Park, Salford City's goalkeeper ah. Max Crokem, okay, was sent off for something he later apologised for saying that he was in a very uncomfortable position and made an error of judgment. His crime, well, with a few minutes remaining, he was caught short and urinated on the pitch in front of some very unchuffed supporters. Unchuffed, that's so English. Yes, very, <laughs> very, very, very uh, 
very English. Um, mate, you got a new segment. I do, yes. Uh, very excited for this. So I'm going to throw some at you. So it's play, bench, sell. So I'm going to give you three players. Uh, you have to pick one that you're going to play, one that you're going to bench, and one that you're going to sell. So I'll, I'll give you a few. Uh, the first one is the old English centre midfielder debate. So I'm going to give you Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard, Paul Scholes. So keep. So play, bench, play, sell. Play, plant. Play, bench, sell. I'm going to play Gerard. I'm going to bench Lampard. I'm going to sell Skulls. I'd do the same. <laughs> but I love Paul Skulls. I, I would justify um, because if I said bench Lampard or or if I, if I didn't start Gerard, it would be um, hypocritical to my Premier League team of Dave's history of the Premier League because um, Gerard is actually starting. Um, Skulls never liked him. Great player. Because um, of Ginger? Yeah, maybe. Uh, played for United um, and he's really got out in, in, in one game, I think. Um, and mate, Lampard, he just, I've got Gerard in front of him. That's the only reason why Lampard's on the bench. That's a fair call. I like that. You got more? This is fun. I've got more. I've got another one for you. So, Alan Shearer, mm-hmm. original Ronaldo. Oh, Neymar. Because I know you love Neymar. I'd sell Neymar. Okay, so you don't love him as much as I thought you might? No. <laughs> no. Okay, Start. well, the other two is a tricky one. All right. A friendship could hinge on this. I'm going to start Ronaldo Benchira. Oh, well, we had a good run. We went mm. to season two episodes. I, so. I had to, had to. Um, stay true to my roots of Ronaldo and Brazil. Otherwise, I would have... Um, Obviously, you started Shearer, but that's tough. If I wasn't Brazilian, it would have been Shearer. Um, I, I, I just think Ronaldo is the best player that's ever walked on a bit of grass. Um, and that's not saying that because he's Brazilian. If you, if you ask a young kid now, they'll say who. If you ask anyone from the ages, I guess, of you know, 20, maybe 26, 27 and above, that knew football when they were young, um, they would, I, I reckon, agree with me in, in a heartbeat. An absolute heartbeat. There's probably he he was potentially that he had everything. Shearer had a lot. Ronaldo had everything. Hard to argue. I mean, mm. and he did it all on one knee basically as well. So. Yeah, he had two ACLs. Um, Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSV, um, Brazil, Real Madrid. Already said Real Madrid. Sorry, Inter, AC. Um, you're talking about four and and Inter and AC Milan at the time were like Real Madrid and Barcelona. The fact that he can play for all of those four clubs and still be admired by all four players. clubs exactly yeah. it just speaks to the the quality of the player. So no, I, I don't. I'm not angry with you. I'm just a little disappointed. Yeah, I don't know about that. Did you, uh, have, you, have, did you have one for me? I'm thinking. Would you have another one for me? I'm, I could sit here on night and do this. All right, I'll, let's do it. Zinedine Zidane, mm-hmm. Ronaldinho, mm-hmm. and let's go with Kaká. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I, that's supposed to be. That's, that's probably harder than the first one. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for not doing the first one last. That's all right. Um, I'm going to give you... i got one for you next as well. Um, okay. Um, I'll sell Zidane. Oh. Okay. Because he's, he's not Brazilian. Yeah. And um, he headbutted someone. Um, I would start Kakar. And I'll bench Ronaldinho. And the only reason I'd start Kaká because he... Kaká at his peak did not need trickery to... be like Zidane, I guess, but did not need trickery 
Um, I guess I, I like Ronaldinho, um, who had a phenomenal skill set and range of passing, but Kakar looked like he was ice skating when he was playing football. He used to glide, his speed. Um, he was the most deceptively quick player I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't have raw pace, but he used to glide through the pitch. He used to ice skate through the pitch, in and out of players, weave. Um, he, he was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And it was such a disappointment. I think it was a 2006 World Cup when you had Ronaldo Kakar at his peak, Ronaldinho. You had these type of players and Brazil not being able to win a World Cup. That's almost disappointing as um, 1990 in Brazil, I believe, with Zico um, and not winning a World Cup when they were favourites by miles. And and 86 as well. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to sell Zidane and just get rid of him straight away. But I should have known. He's not Brazilian. So he's got yeah. he's, he's out. All right, I'm going to give you one. Um, Philip Lam, Cafu, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. I've put TAA in because he's English. <laughs> because other, otherwise, biased, right? other, otherwise it would have been Danny Alves. Oh, I would have sold him straight away. <laughs> All right. It's won, won the most trophies out of any player in the history of football. Yeah, I just wanted to rise. I just wanted to get a reaction. Yeah, fair. Um, and end show now. <laughs> you get a new co-host. Keanu's coming back to co-host with the Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 All right, cool. Um, All right, so I am going to start Cafu. Mm. I'm going to bench Philip Lam. Oh, he's selling the Englishman. He's young, early in his career. So I, I have to right now. Ask me in 10 years, my opinion might change. Yep. But, f- but for me, Cafu is the most complete right back I think I've ever seen. Um, but, um, Philip Lam was the most complete fullback across right and left. He is um, left. He, yeah. So I don't know if... He was a left back with a right foot, but, yeah, I, chucked, but I chucked him on the right because he's got a right foot. A bit like Dennis Irwin. You know, he yep. made that position popular. So, uh, yeah, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, he'll... If he keeps going at this trajectory, he he will be mm. up there with Cafu as the greatest right back of all time. Right. Um, I have no doubt about that. Within the next five to ten years. Yeah, nice. All right, I got one more for you before we wrap this up. Okay. Shea Given. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I was expecting goalkeepers. No, no, I'm going to go um, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Tony Adams. Okay, I am selling John Terry. Oh, I didn't expect that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm selling John Terry. I'm benching Tony Adams. Oh, I actually didn't expect that. I'm playing okay. Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, well, I thought I, I had you with Adams and Terry on the bench and selling Rio. No, Rio for me, uh, probably one of the most complete centre-backs. Just, he reinvented the centre-back position in the late He, he was so good at Leeds as well. It was, it was, and West Ham, yeah. even when he debuted as a 17-year-old, he was phenomenal. Yep. His composure on the ball, his skill, his pace, his awareness, he was the complete centre-back. Um, and I still rate him up there in the top five. All three of those defenders that you gave me probably in the top five, top six mm. centre-backs in the Premier League era. So there's no there's no right decision here. Um, Terry, don't, don't, don't try and sugarcoat or justify selling one of your star players. Just I'll do me... what I want, mate. Yeah, fair. I'll do what I want. All right. <laughs> you pick your Brazilians. I'll do this. <laughs> um, John Terry for me, it's the off field stuff that I just didn't like. Um, you know, the whole Wayne Bridge incident. And it, it, it took away from me the yeah. quality of the player. Bit like, um, a bit like Cameron Smith in rugby league. 
All right, you had to bring up the grand final, right? Yeah, so like, really, yeah. it's just great, great player, but his past and history kind of grub. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I've got one more for you, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right, this is a tough one. Really They're tough. All tough. They're all tough. Yeah, this oh, this is probably the, no. This is probably <laughs> this is this is probably going to be the toughest one that you're ever going to ha- ever have to answer. All right. Cisco, the singer. Yeah, 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 yeah the singer. <laughs> um, Andreas Anderson, <laughs> Stefan Givash. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Because um, you know what sucks? You have to play one of them. I know. Uh, Andreas Anderson had phenomenal hair. Um, yeah, yeah, I like this. You're going the right way. Yeah, he had phenomenal hair. He was Swedish, and I do like IKEA at times. Uh, ABBA were a great band. Um, I can't, I've got to sell Givash. I got to. He was, even though he's a World Cup winner, um, three point six million pound signing. I don't know what we expected, but Goal. what we got was even worse. Goal on debut. Oh yeah, well, same with Cisco. Yeah. Um, Cisco second for me. Um, I'd bench, I'd bench Cisco, and I'd play Andreas Anderson. Mm. Fuck, that was terrible. That was really bad. <laughs> I'll let you go, Kong. You got ten seconds to bring me one of those. All right, let's... Um, like I said, we could do this. This could be the longest episode ever. Yeah, we could do this all night. Um, all right, well, let's let's keep up the Newcastle theme. So let's go with... I, I won't make it too bad. I'll go Lauren Robert, Haddon oh. Alex oh. and Maximan. Come on, I, was, I, I want this. I want, it, I want it here. We're all French, so you, there's no nationality bias. I'd send... I'd sell Alan St. Maximum. I would bench Ben Arthur and I'd start Lauren Robert. Okay. Hey, uh, Ben Alpha, obviously the, probably the highly skilled, the most skilled out of the three, mm-hmm. with an end product. Um, Say so maximum raw talent, speed, pace, trickery. Yet to see an end product, so he could be anything. Um, but Robert's left foot, he was the closest thing we had to David Ginola. Harvey-esque that left foot, wasn't it? Uh, not that good. <laughs> it was good, but not that good. All right. Well, I'll give you one more. All right. Boom song. Alan. Marcelino. Ooh. None of them are good. I would sell Marcelino because he was poo. He really was. I would sell... No, you can't uh, sell more than one. Come on, mate. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> We've got strict rules uh, on this show. All right, sell Marcelino. I will bench Boom song, and I'm going to start Bramble. So you want to concede a few goals? Yeah, but I used to love his crunching tackles. Yeah, he was. Uh, he got stuck in. It was class. All right, that brings us to the end of episode seven. Long episode. Um, episode seven. Um, thank big thank you to Keanu. Good shout out to himself and the Wanderers, and hope they have a successful year uh, leading into the 2020-2021 season. Um, maybe we're excited to have him on board. Probably get, maybe getting back on in you know season three and catch up with him in potential European move, which would be really cool. Post Olympics. Uh, yeah, post-Olympics maybe. Um, mate, that's us. Um, love, like, follow, retweet, um, share, all that social media stuff. Um, on the pen spot, Twitter, on the penalty spot, Instagram. Um, let's grow this thing. We're, we're sick of our jobs and we want to make a living. Uh, shout out to my bosses. I actually quite enjoy my job. I <laughs> but if I could make a living out of this, I, I wouldn't mind. I just, I just said that. I just said that because I'm my own boss. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not running the bank yet. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. You're making your way up. All right. That's 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 it for me. Take care, and we'll chat very soon, guys. Chat soon. Thanks, guys.